0: Welcome, 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 listeners. You are here with your host. This is Mr. Budget Pedal Champ. This is episode 134 of the Fretzel Podcast. You are joined once again by the magnificent, the enigmatic Mr. Matt Quine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Well, hey. Yeah, you got bigged up this week. Get in there. Yeah. It feels weird. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, we're British. Yeah, he's he's
1: a bit of a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> hey that's uh, more
0: like it uh, yeah that's that's the British way right let's uh, let's kick off the um kick off the podcast in uh in a formal style let's do a bit of housekeeping first uh we have got patreon for uh, as little as two dollars a month if you want to support the podcast you can do exactly that so if you go uh, patreon.com Talk podcast um you can uh chuck us chuck us some beer money essentially um, if you listen back to, um, oh, what episode was it? It was about one, one twenty-eight, one twenty-nine. We we basically explain the spiel behind it and how it's how it's bumping our advertising, um, our advertising budget to make this a bigger and better podcast. Um, in fact, it also on uh, Patreon itself, it describes what our goal is. Uh, so if you do want to support us and you are a listener and you you're a little bit unsure, Patreon.com/slash Fretful. Check it out. Uh, let's kick off the the podcast proper. Uh, Mr. McQuine,
1: how are you? You okay? I am. I am still trying to recover from this bloody cold that caused you to do all that editing the other week.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, to be fair, it weren't it weren't terrible. Um, I've got a a strange method when when I have to edit the. Like Eddie Coff said the podcast where I work backwards through the podcast <laughs> uh, it, it, it sounds it sounds mental but it actually works better because you're trying to sync up two two files and if you end up cutting bits in in it and then you, then you have to drag the entire file forwards. If you do it from the back it 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 saves so much time, which I had to work out myself.
1: Is it easier to like hear a cough in reverse? Is it if you play the play everything back? So you, you you're flipping everything, playing it backwards, and it's easier to hear what a cough is when you play it in reverse. Is it? Like that, yeah. Um, is that what you're saying? Yeah, it, it's
0: it's not like mad seventies like backmasking where I'm turning the vinyl player like slowly playing it backwards and trying to trying to hear hidden messages. <laughs> Although I'm, I'm not opposed to anyone trying that with our podcast to see if uh, see if it makes any more sense backwards than it does forwards,
1: <laughs> uh, I I I don't want to hear myself backwards.
0: No, I mean, uh, funnily enough, uh, back when I heard about uh, when I heard about backmasking and and how it had kind of got a little bit of a cult following in the seventies, I tried a bit of it myself. Uh, because on my old computer had like Windows, oh, I can't even remember what it was like Windows Audio Recorder or something. You could record a little a little clip of of audio into your like shitty monitor microphone, um, and then there was there was an option to ju- to just play it backwards. Um, so I tried with uh, with a couple of these um, these songs that it says that. Uh like it told you if you if you play this bit of a song and then play it backwards it will it will it will do this. So I sang the songs into the microphone and then reversed it to see if it'd work. <laughs> and like nine times out of ten it, it worked. It was it was legit. I mean it's it's a ridiculous concept and it's it's like when you actually play it back, it's it's not like a clear message, it's it's like <laughs> um yeah i'm trying to trying to remember like um another one bites the dust is one of them where like the 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 main lyric of it another one bites the dust if you play it backwards it kind of sounds like it's fun to smoke marijuana (laughs) um there was this there was there was a section of stairway as well which i didn't sing into the microphone i ended up playing that in um but there's a section, like the middle section, where we where it's kind of more major feeling. The and if there's a hustle in the well it'll be alarm now that bit. Yeah, uh, there's yep. a, a part of that section where if you play it backwards, there's some like really, really, really tentative links. Like there's uh, there's a oh, reference to like. Uh, it's it's like devil worship or something. It's like oh here's to my sweet Satan or something, but then it it goes on to like <laughs> mentioning like random words. I think there's like, the word tool shed in there or something, and, <laughs> and and there's people like like trying to justify the the fact that there's this is just random weird word in the middle of this like <laughs> coincidental Satan worship. Uh, they were clearly doing it in the tool shed. Yeah, I think it, it was something like something to do with the fact that Jimmy Page was um, he he was friends with someone who was dabbling in the the satanic arts, and that one of them had nicknamed the other one "tool shed" or something like that. But <laughs> this is me dredging up memories from about like fifteen years ago. So uh, you might be a little bit wrong. Yeah, yeah. Don't take any of this for gospel. Um, but yeah, like go you, away and do your own research. That's it, and and have a go at doing your own backmasking as well. See if you can find any <laughs> any interesting uh, any interesting <laughs> messages within songs. Um, but don't take it like super seriously, like the uh, the American uh, judicial system did. There was like a massive case about it. Uh, and it got yeah. a little bit ridiculous. So don't don't take it that, that seriously, but just have a bit of a laugh with it, because it it's quite funny. Um, and, yeah, it's fun to smoke marijuana, apparently, uh, according to Queen. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's
1: not... That was definitely the message of the song.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not the worst thing that I've heard that they did. So there's, there's <laughs> stories going around with, like, uh, m- midgets walking around parties with bottles of cocaine, so little bit of marijuanas uh, quite tepid in comparison isn't it it is so no now we've done the uh, the hard drug section of the podcast <laughs> where the fuck did that come from <laughs> like you did it not me yeah, well I think we we both uh, we both um joined in <laughs> with it none of us are innocent in it uh yeah, it's definitely not on my list of things to do in this podcast but <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, so apart from discussing the the weird 70s cult of backmasking, what, what have you done this week, Matt?
1: Um, so I've spent quite a lot of it in bed trying to recover. Um, the only little bits of playing I was doing was inspired by a video that Mr. Stuart Tate was put, had put out where he'd run... One of his, I think it was a Germanium, raise the dead into something else, and just had this really heavy, fuzzy, saturated, like over fuzzy kind of like you know massively high gain, but like really loose around the edges kind of tone. Yeah, um, and I decided to see what would happen if I ran my budget pedal chap balls out fuzz into my raise the dead. Oh, nice. I bet that absolutely fucked your signal <laughs> sideways, didn't it? It did, it did. Um, I, I first of all, had forgotten that I couldn't put anything in front of your one because it doesn't have the... The Transformer. The, the Transformer mod. So I tried to run it the other way and just got, like, almost no sound, and I was like, ah, yeah, that's not going to work. So swapped them over and just, like, spent hours playing riffs that don't need to have fuzz on, <laughs> but with lots of fuzz... Nice. And just kind of like really oversaturated, just bassy as hell, just using the neck pickup on the on my SG, so the the, the warmness of that blend uh, neck pickup and just throwing that into the fuzz pedals and just kind of oversaturating everything and just dicking around with fuzz and basically having fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, those, those blend pickups are, are quite an anomaly in the fact that even though the neck pickup has got that that richness and warmth, it's really clear because they they're quite a
1: bright uh, bright set aren't they Yeah um, yeah it, I don't think I'd have done it with a neck pickup of most of my guitars I think it th- that pickup allows you to have all that warmness and, and add in all that low end but still be able to understand what you what's coming out the other end and yeah, like, it, especially when you, when I was playing with the amount of fuzz that I was that was definitely needed. <laughs> That sounds like a glorious glorious afternoon
0: spent there, Matt.
1: It was and I was playing all sorts of riffs that like really don't need um, really don't need fuzz. Like one of my favourites by the end of it was uh Life in the Fast Lane by the Eagles. Oh no. Nice. Which is is <laughs> yeah. is not fuzzy in any way, shape or form. But as long as you can tell what you're playing, that mm-hmm. did just like fuzzed up to hell sounds incredible it's a classic riff as well is. and it's 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 a riff
0: that like normally it's kind of the lightest bit of overdrive and, and yeah. a little bit of phase <laughs> as well like no fuck that gain the fuck out of this let's let's buzz yeah. buzz fuzz its
1: edges completely yeah fuzz it to death and it's uh, like it it the, the tone that I was getting was almost kind of like that violin swelling kind of like in the but you you didn't have any attack it was just kind of like you know you yeah. know what I'm trying to say don't you I, yeah I'm yeah terrible explaining that kind of stuff
0: yeah almost kind of the 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 point of the um, the original water pedals was to emulate like the trumpet mute which is kind of that same same kind of thing isn't it where you kind of swell the note in. I'm um, yeah, um,
1: having to bother with
0: fucking messing around with volume controls and all that nonsense that's it yeah yeah I mean there are guitarists who did that Gary Moore used to do it on a Les Paul which is absolutely mental the man had inner plates your for hands not <laughs> but yeah I mean I, I struggle to do it on I mean I could do it on a Strat yeah completely anything other than that I am I am
1: struggling with <laughs> yeah yeah I've got to find a guitar that I can take Because you can do it with a Variax But the the part is so tight with a Variax That I can't really do it properly Yeah and There's a U2 song that I'm learning that I can't remember which one it is But it does like Swells in with delays So you just get like long ringing notes forever Yeah And I need something I'll probably end up taking either The Pink Sparkle Strat Or maybe even buying another guitar <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, for this one song It's not with or without you, is it? With the uh, the kind of swelled harmonic bits in it
1: Yes, it is, it's exactly that
0: Oh, there we go, see I mean, for, for me, you two have about four songs And a couple of them
1: sound the same <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they definitely have more than four songs But I quite yeah. like you two Not a massive fan of Bono as a person But um, I, I quite like the music of you two
0: yeah, I I always find the um, yeah same as you. I, I, from what I've heard of Bono, he's he's very kind of self-aggrandizing and arrogant, and and yep. the episodes of South Park with him in is just <laughs> oh, it's very good, but it's, yeah, it's the exact kind of mental image that I have of Bono. That he's just he just goes around and yeah 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 just like <laughs> loads of pointing and sunglasses <laughs> everywhere he's going and yeah yeah oh good times good times um you also mentioned that um there's been some some further developments in your uh, your singers and I can't even remember his name Larkin is it Larkin 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 uh in in yeah. his um his guitar journey
1: yeah so I got a message I want to say yesterday but it might have been the day before. Um, and it was just a question with a, a link to an eBay post. And it, uh, the, po- the question was, would I be stupid not to get this? Um, and like, I opened the link um, and he was talking to me. He was saying he'd been at a guitar store for part of the day um, and he'd tried out quite a few guitars and he got himself set on an American professional Strat with a maple board in Sienna Burst as the uh, HSS one, which is kind of what we pointed him in the direction of. Yeah. And yeah. That's, that's what he kind of liked. He liked the professional the most, but he wanted that particular colour. Um, they're nine, I believe, and he'd seen one on eBay for 800 quid. Um, and I basically said, if if that's the one you want, then yes, you'd be stupid not to get it. And then I got a message half an hour later, going, oh, "I've knocked him down to seven fifty, and I'll take it."
0: <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, so yeah, yeah, because there, there were quite a few that we went through, and I think I think we both mentioned the uh, the profession, or we, we'd mentioned think- two from a, from the similar. Inghizuma. Yeah. Um, and he, he did say that he was he was interested potentially in the ultra as well. Yeah.
1: And no. I believe he did. Uh, I, Oh, I assume he did try. Cause like you said, he said, he tried a few guitars out in, in one of the guitar shops, yeah. I think in Leeds. I don't know what the guitar shops in Leeds are, so I couldn't tell you which one it was, but I oh, know they've got a, a PMT in Leeds. Uh, I it was probably that then Cause he, yeah. he said it was a big store anyway, but yeah. Um, so he tried out a few, but they didn't have the color that he wanted to. He was going away to think about it. And then he found one online. Whilst yeah. sat in a pub, <laughs> I'm I'm
0: liking this uh, this larkin fella. <laughs> he's a yeah. he's a man after my own heart. There, <laughs> yeah. I've been to yeah. the guitar no, shop. Fair.
1: Let's go to the pub now. good yep. And like I say, he's, he's picked up an American professional for seven hundred and fifty quid, which is a steal. It comes with a hard case. Yeah, it's been out of the case a couple of times by the the previous owner. Yeah. Just yeah, all in all sounds like the perfect guitar for him and at a really good price. Yeah, so I mean he's he's
0: pulled a bit of a blinder there, hasn't he? Um in the fact that he was he was kind of looking at 1500 as a as a benchmark to spend and and completely that's that's very realistic to get a uh like a working tool for for 1500 quid. You you very much expect that. He's managed to get it for seven fifty, which is <laughs> half the price essentially.
1: Yeah, um, and like, it's basically half the price of what that guitar is worth. If they're thirteen ninety nine in the store, he might have knocked them down to maybe thirteen hundred, but he wasn't going to yeah. knock them down to seven fifty, was he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd have to do some Skyrim
0: level uh, bartering <laughs> with that, wouldn't you? Uh, so yeah, he's he's pulled a blind with that, but also as well the um. the the kind of the honeymoon period of when you buy a new guitar, they take some playing in before you get, you really get that, that feeling with them. I mean, with my, uh, I mean, I was talking to Yeomans about this, um, this week, actually, when I first played my, what is now my number one telly, I weren't so sold on it. I was like, "Ah, it's Okay. It feels, it, it's, it doesn't quite feel like my my other guitar, so I don't know. And now it's the guitar that if I go to that, I can play whatever it is that I want to play on it on that. And if I can't play on that, I can't play it. So
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. It's that then kind of... You've yeah. got somebody who's played it in a little bit to kind of take away some of that brand newness kind of... Yeah. What I'd almost call like stickiness of a brand new guitar.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and just kind of playing in the edges of a guitar, like you'll, you'll have like the edges of a fretboard, even if the, like the, um, the fret edges aren't quite, uh, uh, looked after and they've, they've made sure that they're not sharp or anything. You'll have like an edge on a freshly cut piece of wood that's just not quite had had the human touch around it, and there's not softened up a little. Yeah, and you'll have the stiffness of the of the parts that haven't quite worn in yet, and and all of this, because a lot of a guitar is a mechanical thing. There are mechanical bits all all working together, and you might need to play it a little bit before before the nut loosens up and and starts sitting nicely and doesn't grip the strings or whatever and yeah so he's, he's got he's got a good in there absolutely I can't wait to hear what, he's, what he thinks of it and how he
1: gets on with that um, we've got to practice next week um, so I think he's he's taking it for set when it comes but when he comes back yeah um, we've got to practice next week and a gig a week on Saturday fucking hell let's come around quick got a gig a week on Saturday <laughs> <laughs> Um <laughs> So, yeah. by the By the time the next cast comes out, it'll be like a couple of days after the gig. So I'll let you know exactly how it went.
0: Yeah, banging. And and if if his guitar and your guitar sit really nice as well, because that's part of the part of the thing that you're thinking of when you when you're part of a band that you want you want your guitars to sit in different sonic spaces as
1: well. Yeah. And if I'm playing mostly the Cameronita or the Les Paul, and even the Variax, I'm, I'm generally either on a telly setting or a Les Paul setting. So yeah. I think the, the Strat, especially with the, with one of those Shaw Bookers in the bridge, I think will probably sit complement me quite well. Yeah, I mean, even if you were both
0: playing the Strats, there are ways in which you can set yourself yeah. apart. If one of you is on the bridge and one of you's on like neck middle position or yeah or whatnot. I mean, there are ways of working it. Um, but speaking about speaking about eBay purchases, I mean, you've you got me onto the rabbit hole that I fell down this week, <laughs> uh, uh, which has absolutely nothing to do with guitar, but is more kind of more based around the uh, the YouTubeiness and and the 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 content creator kind of side of of the budget pedal chap um so v- recently i i became a little bit older uh and because of that I had a little bit of money sent my way um uh, so I thought this is the ideal time to uh to start taking the uh start taking the uh the the youtube stuff a little bit more seriously and and become uh, a little bit more invested into it cuz the equipment that i use at the moment is just equipment that i've got kicking around um and although i don't get any complaints about the uh, the quality of my videos looking like they've been recorded on a potato um i, I feel like um i feel like I, I owe it to the to the uh the people who do follow me and who do uh watch every week and and put those comments in and really kind of help the youtube channel grow I, I feel i owe it to them to to try and push myself further and to get get that better quality and and whatnot so I, i've i looked looked through like a couple of different uh different channels went on like google and looked up like oh hey if i'm looking into uh making youtube videos what would be like the the best kind of starting blocks and whatnot um and it sent me down certain roads uh and then i had a chat with uh our good friend will who just so happens to do this stuff kind of uh professionally semi-professionally uh he makes uh he makes content and he makes he's he's, he's been known to do videography um he knows a bit about the equipment and he pointed me in the the direction of uh DSLR cameras um which i'm not entirely sure what that
1: means <laughs> i can't remember what what the like the specific mnemonic stands for but it's basically the ones where you can interchange the lenses on the front
0: yeah yeah so oh go on let's let's create an acronym for this DSLR so that's i mean uh, 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 lens, there's got to be it, lens is definitely the L right?
1: Digital something lens something <laughs> something yeah.
0: <laughs> this is so spectacular lens R- photography recording. <laughs> there we go, there we go. So <laughs> we're we're pros. We know what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he he basically said like the the best kind of possible way uh, of getting. Uh, getting some good qualities, going for a DSLR, a DSLR uh, camera with, with interchangeable lenses and whatnot. Um, he, so he kind of talked me through what I'd be looking for and and how you can pick up slightly older models um, of these DSLR cameras because brand new models are really fucking expensive. Really, really expensive. Uh, and uh, I, I don't have <laughs> I don't have a, a, a rich uncle who's backing this <laughs> this scheme, um, so yeah, I looked at kind of budget ends. So I'm, I'm looking at like cameras from like four or five years ago, and I, I had to learn how to eBay again because I haven't eBayed in a while. Like my eBay experience at the moment is pretty much like using internet shopping. Where I'll go on go on eBay, I'll find something. Like the, I looked through the last couple of things that I bought, and it's, it's like ridiculous. I've bought like a couple of phone cases where you, you like literally you find the phone case and you go, that one fits my phone. Buy that now. Uh, like I bought I bought a ridiculous uh, a ridiculous thing for Podcat. Uh, which is like a like a harness thing, but it had a little bow tie on it. Uh, <laughs> long story, really long story. I'm not I'm not one of those people, um, but like she she had like a, a little kind of a scab on the back of her neck that she kept scratching at. And I didn't want a cone of shame her because that's demeaning. So I thought you know what this this harness will. Bit over the part of her neck where she keeps scratching, Um but this and it will also <laughs> make you giggle. Yeah, I mean, th- th- there's this one which is plain, or there's this one which comes with a bow tie for no extra money. Uh, so, yeah, I thought it it was a it was the best way of punishing the cat for still scratching at the thing that she clearly shouldn't be scratching at is by putting a bow tie in it. Um, <laughs> she she was not a fan of the the harness at all. Uh, But like, there's the the ridiculous eBay purchases, like PCBs as well. There's tons and tons of PCBs on my eBay purchases. It's the experience where i just go on there, go, that looks good. I'll buy that now. And it's a buy it now. It's always, there's never a listing. It's always buy it now. Um, Whereas these cameras have all been like private sellers. So it is, it's very much the kind of flea market Kind of auction style. And yep. I had to like teach myself how to eBay again. Because eBay is a ruthless place. <laughs> if you if you don't know how to do it properly. You will get. You'll either end up paying through the nose. Or you will get sniped. Yeah. Um, and uh, I. Like growing up with eBay. I remembered a few tricks. So I managed to get. Managed to get a camera for a pretty decent price. Um. It's not arrived yet. I only bought it a couple of days ago. But hopefully, fingers crossed, we will be seeing an increase in quality in the Budget Pedal Chap um, YouTube videos. And if we don't, it's because using these cameras is far too hard and takes up far too much time. So I'll just go back to using the equipment I've got. But let's see if it works, eh? Uh, so yeah, I mean, I've, I've been doing that eBay thing. Also um about two weeks ago, maybe maybe even less than that actually, I, I um I did uh a video for the Jed's Peds uh Acapulco. Yep. Um That happens to be pretty much the same circuit as the, the balls out fuzz that you've got Matt. Um and it is a is a circuit that I've got shed loads of. Um and I was chatting with Dave Rage uh, Mr. Anjay uh yep. I, I can't remember his surname, M- 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 something Mussumphsky. Yeah, yeah. AJ <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, uh Andrei, sorry. Um, yeah, sorry. I was chatting with him and I says like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I did a demo of the Jazz Peds uh, Acapulco. Wicked pedal, it it's it does it does that really bassy kind of sludgy riff rock thing amazing. Uh, And he went, oh, I've never tried one. I went, hang on a sec then. (laughs) Give me your address. (laughs) Uh, So I sent him through that. Um, Because like I say, I've got, I've still got probably about four or five PCBs left of this, this circuit board. Uh, So if I ever need one, I can just make myself up one. So I I sent it to him and says, yeah, go go ahead. You do, you keep it. You do a review on it. You enjoy it essentially. Uh, And he did that this week. Um, have you
1: caught that uh, I YouTube? haven't yet I, I it is on my list of things to watch I just have a big long I, I basically as people's YouTube videos pop up as the notifications on my phone I yeah. add them to a, li- a, a playlist they literally just get added to a playlist and then whenever I'm on YouTube I just hit go on that playlist because I kept finding that if I didn't do that I'd fall down a rabbit hole of five hours of videos that I didn't even know I wanted to watch when oh. I've got like three hours of videos that I do know that I want to watch. And then all of a sudden my three hours on YouTube turns into eight hours on YouTube. And yeah. that's a dangerous thing. Yeah. And you still haven't
0: watched the thing that you came on YouTube. for. I can tell yeah. you, I have, I have exactly done that. And I'm, I'm, I'm very glad that you've told me about this method of YouTube in there, because I will, I will be using that in the future. I have very recently been watching speed runs of Punch Out. Um, <laughs> not not a clue why, like, but speed speed runs of of, uh, of um, yeah the old Mike Tyson's Punch Out on the NES. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I I now know that uh, two minutes thirty one is the absolute minimum that you can beat uh, <laughs> beat Tyson in the in the first <laughs> round. Uh, I, I know the the exact time markers in which you're supposed to be looking for for your knock as well <laughs> um which is yeah it's information that I do not need to know uh, but that's that's how I've been spending my YouTube uh, yeah. <laughs> YouTube
1: week yeah uh, but I I, d- w- I I was doing that too much for far too long and yeah, yeah now I, I've now got just you can create playlists and you can just as videos come in, you just add them to a pl- add them to that playlist, yeah. And then once you've watched them, they drop out of the playlist. You don't have them like constantly coming back up again. But it just means that you know, if there's six hours of content I want to watch this week, yeah, I don't get distracted by any new content until I've watched that six hours.
0: Yeah, you you you've almost kind of organized the content into this is my must. I really like that actually. Um, yeah, so. You can pretty much imagine, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a synopsis of the video now. It's, uh, I think it's about five to seven minutes of a man really enjoying the fact that this is a riffy doom sludge machine. Uh, yeah, you just see I like yeah, bridge pickup on his on his guitar, giant smile on his face. I mean, he tries to coax um, uh, tries to coax some versatility out of it, and uses the tone control, the the volume control, and uses a different pickups which is fine but the that's not what the pedals made for <laughs> it is made for everything on 11 just yeah. knock yourself out yeah and yeah he, he he realizes that and just ends up riffing out on it it's it's amazing um but yeah i i, I really enjoyed that as well I, I thought that was a really good video um what have i done this week in terms of youtube uh in fact there's uh, there's a premiere out at the moment, which you won't you won't have watched. But by the time this is out, it will be out. Yeah. W- which is the Joyo, uh, sixteen the Xvi. Uh, which is, this is
1: an o- octave by any chance?
0: It is the octave pedal, yeah. So it's got four controls. It's got it's got you kind of your your dry blend.
1: Four.
0: Oh. Okay. Um, yeah so your dry blends which you pretty much want to leave on all the time because it gives you some semblance of normality uh, and then you've got sub octave then you've got upper octave and then you've got the crazy <laughs> crazy uh, knob which is modulation which if you dial in the sub and the upper in a subtle way you need a little bit more sub than you do upper and then just kind of feather in the the mod until you get get to a nice place. It starts sounding a bit organy. It's got that kind of swirly kind of modulation. Yeah. It's really cool. Uh, I'll go through it. So in the in the demo, I try and break it almost like where where I. <laughs> so like we, we everything I've Yeah, well, with you because I mean if you're doing a. A product demo for it yeah you might uh, sorry like a like a review you might do yeah these these are the cool settings this is how you make it sound really good i'm not about that like the no talk or toad is just literally what are the settings on this where can you get to what yeah. what are its limits <laughs> and I, I have to put a disclaimer at the start of the video saying at some points in this demo it does not get pretty um but like it, it tells you exactly where the limits of this pedal are, um, and that's that's what this this demo's about. And octave pedals aren't your everyday go-to thing. You, you're not using an octave pedal for everything you do, um, and the I think it's marketed as a, a as a polyphonic um, octave pedal. I would. I would say it's a midpoint between monophonic and polyphonic. It does okay. like some basic chords quite well. It does like simple, simple chords quite well. So like uh, suspended seconds, suspended fourths. If you add in like just just a normal chord, like a like a major chord, like a G or a, and it's got the major third in it, it can get a bit cluttered. And then, if you start doing like chords that are harmonically complex more than like three notes it ain't it ain't happening but it's yeah. it's something that you don't expect anyway it works it works quite well with arpeggiating chords it works really really well with riffs it's very much like the uh like the acapulco where if if you're riffing with it you feel you feel like you've got ten foot tall balls it's just yeah. it's one of those where you feel like you've got you've got like you're, you're moving moving earth with this this sound um and you can kind of get the um the octave up Jimi Hendrix like purple hay soloy y sound it's a bit more sterile than the the analog octave ups like the green ringer and and those kind yeah. of ones because they're they're a little bit harsher and a little bit more glitchy. Yep. um which that the quirk kind of adds a bit of character to it whereas this is a bit more sterile but you can still get in that territory and you can you can you can wreck it as well you can get a bit like you can get it to a point where it doesn't track very well. um so i mean we go through all of that and then we we add some drive to it as well cuz that's that's where octave pedals really really shine is yep. when when they're kind of propping up a, a moderately driven sound, um, so so that's the the notable tone for this week. And yeah, by by the point that this uh, this cast is out, it will be available. So if you haven't, go check it out and leave some comments on there. Let me know, <laughs> let me know if you like this style of where I'm trying to break the pedal. Um, also, let me know what you want to want to hear next because I've got. I've got quite a quite a lot of stuff, and I'm I'm a bit indecisive about what I want to go for next. So, uh, if there's anything you'd like to hear, like if you want to hear some boost pedals, if you want to hear uh, modulation, if you want to hear, I don't think I've got much reverb. I've got delays. If you if you want to hear that kind of stuff, hit me up and and let me know because um, I need some direction for what I'm going going to do next. Um we're at 38 minutes in and we haven't even we haven't even contemplated any news <laughs> uh i don't think we will this week uh, we've got some questions we've got a, we've potentially got a used views um which would you rather do matt would you do you want to dive into some questions straight away and potentially have the used views for the last yeah i think
1: que- question first i think
0: uh right so uh question first and so not not really a question but Kind of, kind of a pondering. A uh, good friend, Chris, uh, Chris Wilson, um, has bitten the bullet on the the new Epiphone uh, SG61 with the Vibrola. Um, yep. Which, that's off to the man. I am tempted myself because I was tempted by the uh, Gibson ones. And he's loving it. He says it's amazing. Um, but after after having it for a week or so, he's... He's doing the the standard Chris thing and saying, "Actually, this thing, this part of the guitar is not quite wh- where I want it." Uh, so he's he's picking on the bridge pickup, saying it's a little bit hotter than he would usually go for. Um, and his his comment is that he's he's looking at the the bare knuckle uh, stormy Monday. Is it that he's going for the bare knuckle I stormy think Monday? So, yeah. Uh, however, I thought we would. We would throw our hat into this ring, not necessarily prompted to, but we'd throw our hat into it and suggest, <laughs> uh, suggest something which would be a slightly more classic, lower output, um, slightly slightly less hot, um, bridge pickup for for the SG. So, what are you thinking, Matt? What are
1: your what are your ideas on this? I, I mean, the the obvious one that we. are both gonna suggest is gonna be the blends, but like I put an underwound blend in my SG and it sounds incredible. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna veer away from the Fletcher stuff today,
0: um, because because every time anything <laughs> about pickups is mentioned <laughs> is the Fletcher. But as you've mentioned it, uh, <laughs> I'd probably go, um, I'd probably go for the provenance over the blends because the blends are the the ones that I've got at least are, are relatively they've still got a bit of grunt to them and they they still use uh Alnico 5 magnets I believe so they they're still relatively uh relative, I'd say not quite hot but they they've they've still got a bit of poke to them um, which is which is part of the yeah. part of the charm with them. Uh, the Provenance ones I believe are uh they're they're modelled on the true PAFs. Um so they're a little bit a little bit tamer, a little bit um a little bit softer. I think they use Co two magnets as well. Um so possibly a little bit more subdued. Um, I was thinking though uh, tone Rider do Do some humbuckers I'm not quite sure what the model is But I know that they do a, an Alnico too um, I've been talking about Tone Riders Actually recently There was something on One of the many guitar groups I'm part of Where where someone posted up about uh, A Tone Rider telly set that was going oh the, the Hot Classics Anyone played them What are your opinions um, I'm looking to um, upgrade. I think the headlock like of Mexican telly which didn't have a great set of pickups in, and just went, Yeah, would they be any good? Um yes, is the answer. Yes. Yes they are. <laughs> um, but uh, it it brought to mind like the tone rider stuff and just how good quality they are for the the price. Um Iron Gear as well. Iron gear do. Um I can't remember. I know they've got the the only iron gear humbuckers that I can think of. Oh, it's the blues engine, isn't it? The blues engine is someone else after. They do one called the hot slag, which is <laughs> ridiculous. Definitely
1: not going to be the one <laughs> he wants.
0: No, it's it's a ridiculous name. I mean, if whether or not he wants the hot slag is not for me to <laughs> not for me to say. Um, but I don't think that's the pickup he wants. Um, and there's another one called the tesla shark which again suggests something a little bit more powerful doesn't it um but the blues engine i believe is a lower output uh i think that's alnico 5 again and i think that's the problem that the alnico 5 magnets are just a bit a bit too powerful because i know the um the sgs have got the the pro Buckers in i think they are they're Alnico's, Alnico 5's don't know Is there any, I mean There are there other Other brands like Oil City Um uh, mojo Tone Um The Creamery ones as well which would potentially do, but I don't know yeah. anything about their pickups. I,
1: I don't know much about them. Just, whilst you were talking about Iron gear,
0: yeah.
1: um, if you said the Blues Engines are an Alnico five, the Tesla Shark is an Alnico two, which is, is... half voiced. Okay, um, so... which is so... what I've got in this pink telly. Sorry, pink strap right here. That mm. I am tapping. Um, they're a little bit bright for me, but um, obviously. A, a, a vintage style bridge pickup is going to be fairly bright. Um, yeah. then they're, they're really cheap. I think I paid like 28 quid for mine. Um, may or may not have been because they don't realize that the Isle of Man needs to pay VAT, but let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> That's someone else's uh, job, not yours. Yeah. I just, I paid for it on the website. Um, it, they, uh, it said it was thirty odd quid. When I clicked pay, it charged me twenty eight quid. I didn't question it. I might say that I'm from the Isle of Man
0: next time I'm buying from. <laughs> no, I definitely won't. I'm not going to com- commit commit tax fraud. fraud. <laughs> yeah, and if I was going to commit tax fraud, it wouldn't be for like eight eight <laughs> quid on a on a pickup. Yeah, I'd
1: go big yeah. or go home on that. I was gonna say if you you're gonna commit a tax fraud, you're gonna fucking yeah go for one of these uh, tax planning schemes. I'll see, yeah.
0: Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go
1: fully Jimmy Carr on this. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's that, that would be the the Iron Gear option if you think the Alnico 5 is too much, the Tesla Shark is a path, path voiced with an Alnico 2. I
0: always thought the Tesla Shark was something really modern-sounding and high output, because it sounds no like, so- a Tesla Shark. Like, that sounds... L- like, say Okay.
1: Yeah. Take the last three letters of Tesla and the first two letters of Shark, and what does it spell? Oops. Hang on, what? So the last. Take the fir- last three letters of Tesla and the first two letters of Shark. Uh, yeah, okay. You yeah. A, you get a guitarist's name? Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. You,
0: that took me <laughs> much longer than it should have. <laughs> I don't know why uh, yeah so yeah wow um so that yeah. that's the voicing that those pickups are going for yeah but were they because they, that's that's quite a quite a weird a weird thing to have like
1: so on on their website the rest of the words are in lowercase and those five letters are in uppercase
0: ah uh, there you go then because i've only ever heard them like mentioned on other websites where it's where it's spelled out and like nikola tesla i'm um, very much known for like creating e- like, yeah electricity and power and a shark is is a a, a, a very <laughs> um, it's it's a it's a very aggressive and and dominant um animal isn't it it's, it is. it's It's not something you'd expect like subtle and subdued it's something you'd think grrr like, like the lions of the sea <laughs> I
1: was going to say is that what the noise that the shark makes is it grrr
0: I, I imagine they do you can't hear it because it's underwater um, <laughs> but they they literally swim around going grrr uh, so yeah I, I always assume they would be they would be something higher but, but yeah, they, there you go so um, if you want to spend less money, Chris, there you go. That's our top picks of the week. Um, I know I've I've um I've suggested Fletcher pickups to him before, but um, Chris is he's a wonderful man, but he's by his own admission very impatient. Um <laughs> and um, yeah. Fletcher does have a waiting list because they are good and they don't cost a lot of money. Um,
1: so. Yeah. I mean if, if we want to go the other way and, and suggest something that's ridiculously expensive you can always buy some Seth lovers <laughs> there you go yeah um <laughs> it's the kind of
0: it's the diminishing returns isn't it with um putting a, a set of pickups which are almost the price of your the same guitar, price the guitar. <laughs> yeah I mean <laughs> I, I have done that myself however that's because the guitars have been very cheap. Not because I've bought hundreds and hundreds and hundreds <laughs> of pounds worth of pickup, Uh So yeah, um, yeah but I mean, yeah, for the sake of balance, there we go. All right, we've got we've got another kind of weird quandary, and it's not really a question; it's more of a ponderance. Um, so uh, our friend Gav Gavlar, uh, he's he's talking about um, reversing Telebridge. When he, when he first posted it up, he says, oh, I'm thinking of doing a reverse telly bridge. I was thinking...
1: Pointing it the other way?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was thinking, like, the, just the bridge, not the bridge pickup, and having... Thinking, well, couldn't you just... Like, if you wanted the... Because I'm assuming you've got the compensated saddles, and you just want them turned around. Surely it would be easier, rather than buying a left-handed bridge, just to yeah. replace those... But no, he's talking about actually reversing the the bridge pickup, because having reverse <laughs> reverse compensated saddles wouldn't make any sense.
1: Yeah. Do Do you want to sound out of tune all of the time?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. So, uh, and after I'd kind of wrapped my head around this, I've I've really not been having a good day for thinking. Uh. Um. So after I'd wrapped my head around that, I was thinking like. Why would you do that? And then, like, he, he goes into it in the the uh, post saying that uh, you're getting less of the kind of harsh, bitey uh, treble, and you're getting you're getting a more responsive bass end as well.
1: Um, uh, and it kind of makes sense. I, I'm gonna counteract that with. Are you actually though? Does 6 millimeters make enough difference for you to be able to hear that? Um, yes, maybe. I mean, there
0: are people who complain about um, having a neck pickup on a 24-fret instrument is not close enough to the neck uh, as, as a then 22...
1: buy a 21-fret instrument like a normal person. You don't use those three frets anyway. I'm solving all these issues. <laughs> yeah, you
0: go. Yeah, Matt Quine. Uh, the solutions,
1: man. That sounds like a podcast title, doesn't it? Oh, I've, I've got an even better idea. Mount the pickup underneath the frets. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're not wrong. I mean... <laughs> If you've got pickup covers on your on your humbuckers, you can you can use your pickup as a fret.
1: There you uh, go. Uh, so buy your twenty one fret guitar, then draw lines where frets 22, 23, and twenty four are. Yeah. On your neck pickup that's covered. Problem solved. <laughs>
0: Absolutely bang on. Uh, I mean, my uh, my concerns with it is that if you are reversing your your bridge pickup to be. Th-
1: other way around. yeah. So it's the the bass strings would be nearer the bridge, and the treble strings would be nearer the neck. Yeah, Is I mean, right?
0: you might you might get a, a, a tonal difference, which I, I I pretty much would assume you do. Because if you ever pick close to your bridge, you do notice a difference, like a massive difference in tone. So I mean, I'm not arguing that point. the The thing that I was concerned about was the telecaster bridges like the like the 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 um cavity for telecaster bridge pickups is rooted exactly to the telecaster bridge um so like they are that weird kind of
1: yeah pentagon it's
0: like yeah almost um, yeah almost like like a pentagon with a rounded bottom um uh, it's, it's rooted like that, isn't it? And there's no way of getting around that. So you'd need pretty much a swimming pool route.
1: The problem with... Or tele- you just extend that route to be a square rather than diagonal.
0: Yeah, I mean, whichever way you do it, there's going to be a hacking great big hole in your Telecaster uh, where once there was a neatly, neatly placed hole... Um I'm, like two things concern me about that. Like if you ever look under the side of an Ashtray bridge, like the the, the non modern um telecaster bridges, you can see the like a tiny little bit of where the route is. Um uh, which is it's it's relatively obvious once you know it. If you've got a, a A route which is bigger obviously to accommodate the pickup being the other way there's got to be a massive hole in the side of your uh, your Telecaster bridge so you'd have to use a a modern thing or have a, a quite visible hole the other thing is if you're making a hole that big in your Telecaster
1: why don't you just put a P90 in it (laughs) <laughs> because Adam, not everybody's like you. Not everybody wants a, a P ninety in every instrument that they own. I don't want. Some a P90. people like. Some people like the tele bridge pickup, and maybe they want it the other way rather than sticking a whacking great P ninety in there.
0: Uh, I'm just coming up with solutions here. Um, yeah, because oh, again, I've been getting back into my uh, my number one tele. And the bridge pickup is that uh, the Duncan quarter Pounder, which I have I've come to the conclusion that it is pretty much a P90. It's <laughs> it's not a telly bridge pickup because it has absolutely no twang whatsoever. It sounds almost like a humbucker. In the fact that it's quite quite dark sounding, quite meaty meaty mid range, um, absolutely fantastic with gain. Um so, yeah, it's pretty much a P90, and that is it's one of the best sounds I've got out of a guitar. I, like, P90s in the bridge.
1: Yeah, like, I, I, I get where you're coming from, but, like...
0: Yeah, not, every, for, yeah, not everyone's like me. Not but, everyone wants that. Like, some people like the twang of a Tele bridge pickup. But if they like the twang of a Tele bridge pickup, then you don't want to be flipping it. No, because it becomes less twangy.
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah. I, I I kind of get that. I I'd, I'd have to hear the difference between it right-handed and left-handed bridge, yeah. To to actually, because I I I am still sceptical that the at, at the end of the day, the biggest movement on a, a, any string is going to be about six or seven millimeters. I would say, max. yeah. Because they're, they're not that angled, are they? Um, and if there is a massive difference then maybe there's. it's worth doing it I, I, like, I'm like. i of the opinion that if you're going to put a left-handed bridge on anything it should be a Stratocaster all Stratocasters have the bridge the wrong way because the, the comfortable position to use a whammy bar in is not from the bottom, it's from the top because then you can just use your little finger whilst you're Playing normally to grab the whammy bar a little bit, do a kind of little bit of whammying in and then let go again whereas if you've got a right handed bridge, you've got to move your hand down to go and get that whammy bar or you've got to have a rigid whammy bar that kind of doesn't move properly and then it gets in the way when you want to play normal stuff
0: Can I have a rigid whammy bar? Nothing. <laughs> <I> uh... <laughs> don't think I can leave that one alone, can
1: I? I don't think you can
0: I don't think I, got, I don't think I'm legally allowed to. I think it's con- contractual as part of this podcast that I need to talk about the rigid, rigid wammy. <laughs> uh, I, I, I find um, tremolo systems incredibly cumbersome. Anyway, I find that they're never in the place that you want them. I think the most use I've got at tremolos is when you've got floating systems and you can pull up on the back of the, the trem. Yeah. I find that much more comfortable than using a bar, um, but I, I kind of get where you're coming from with like the Stevie Ray Vaughan style having it loading at the top rather than at the bottom.
1: Yeah, uh, obviously Hendrix Hendrix did as well, and like
0: yeah, I mean he he did it out of a uh, necessity. necessity. Stevie Ray did it out of choice.
1: Yeah, and like if I, if I was gonna have a custom made strat and I was going to use the tremolo system which let's face it I'm not going to use the tremolo system cuz mm-hmm. I never use tremolo system but I would have the left-handed bridge on a right-handed guitar and it routed that way so that like if I wanted to use the bridge I wouldn't have to wind it in all the way and then have it sticking out where if I want to strum I'm going to hit that and it's going to move and then it's not going to be there when I want to play lead yeah. whereas if it's if it's just left to dangle and it can just wibble about um, and then when I want to grab it I just use my little finger just to pull it a little bit and it's just there then that's how it should be
0: (laughs) oh yeah I'm going to have to I'm going to have to move us on to a different conversation there because that is that is just a minefield of innuendo there and I'm going to leave it to you listeners to to make the jokes for that one Um, because yeah there, there was there was a fair bit um, yeah, so I did say that we'd avoid news at all costs this week, and we're gonna. We're at an hour. We've got a couple more questions to do, and I reckon that's where we're going to end. Uh, do we want to do the use views as well?
1: I think we should probably try and get the use views in as well.
0: I tell you what, let's do the use views now, and we'll end up with the the questions because they're quite good ones. Uh, use views. Uh, so you're going you're going to have to be for or against Matt plugging straight into the amplifier. Is the best choice. So plugging straight into the amplifier is the best choice. So do you want to be for or against that? I'll happily be for that if you want to go against. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Okay. Do you wanna do you wanna give us your opening gambit on that one?
1: Okay, my opening gambit. Right. Let's think of 90% of the greatest recorded tones that we possibly can in studios in the 70s and it is a Les Paul plugged into a Marshall and nothing else has done to it there might be slight after, after effects but this is before people had all these stupid like DAWs and all that nonsense that we've got nowadays And it, it was literally they put a microphone in front of a Marshall on 10, plugged a Les Paul into it, they probably fed the cable into another room so you weren't deafened by it but you then just played away and then a lot of the bands when they were touring also didn't use pedals so like I know obviously Hendrix is probably one of the exceptions where he started using force pedals and wah pedals but like for a lot of that kind of late 60s early 70s proper rock tones it is guitar straight into the front of an amplifier that is on 10 or 12 or 17 or whatever you've got it turned up to <laughs> and yeah. it's just it 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 gives you all of that stuff that everybody's ever looking for. Like you, you all, all you're trying to do with most pedals is get to that sound. That the way to get to that sound is to buy a Marshall JTM forty five, put all of the knobs on ten, and then play.
0: I mean that is, there's a, a valid argument for for that choice, um, and. Yes, yes, some of, some of the greatest rock tones are just plugging directly into an amplifier. However, your, your opening statement where all of the greatest rock tones or most of the greatest rock tones that you think of are that, I mean, we think, uh, say Tony Iommi, a uh, kind of pioneer of metal, he was running into a, a treble booster before going into most of his, his amplifiers. Brian May does exactly the same thing, even though that is only a tiny, tiny part of the recipe. Those those little boosters add that harmonic flavour onto their, their note to make their loud, roaring amp sound 100%. If I'm thinking of the greatest rock tones in history, I'm thinking like zeppelin one and two caked absolutely caked in that album are fuzz circuits straight up like uh shook me all night long you shook me all night long is just a fuzz circuit and um slide guitar um also the three with stuff like that even though they weren't using pedals on the floor they'll be plugging into like the Watkins copycat and stuff like that if you go back as far as like uh like um Buddy Holly and and those kind of guys where they're getting the like tape echo units it is not just it is not just plugging directly into an amp So almost since the advent of of like guitar driven like electric guitar driven rock it's not just always as simple as guitar plugged into amp if you don't have a good tone going guitar into amp you probably need to make sure that house is in order before you start adding stuff to it but guitar into amp is a nice cake the effects that go on top of that is the the icing the cherry, all of these little accoutrements that make it from a from a a good solid cake into something truly delicious.
1: Okay, yeah, I I, I get that. the The other thing about guitar straight into amp is it takes away all of the complexity and all of your option paralysis you are not going to have option paralysis about which of the 98 drive pedals you want to put in front of your amp this week if you're just plugging straight into the amp and getting the tone that you want so you just if you've got 20 minutes to go and practice and you've got a guitar and an amp if you can get if you can learn to get good tones from a guitar into an amp you're going to get 20 minutes of practice if you're somebody obsessed by pedals, you're going to get maybe three minutes of practice after putting together whatever board you wanted, fiddling around with the settings on it, changing everything because, okay, it's in a different room and it sounds quite different, so I need to boost the treble and take the mids out of that and take the reverb down or push the reverb up. Or it, it there's, be- there's definitely benefits of guitar straight into amp.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, there are benefits to it, of course. Um. I, yeah. Again, I, I I agree with the fact that if you haven't got that house in order, if you can't plug straight into an amp and get a good tone, then you need to look towards yourself. And You need to be practicing. Um. And the the detriment of of guitar pedals is sometimes that we're so focused on that. The 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 practice. Um, practice falls by the way so but if we are honest if we are looking towards ourselves who who out of us (laughs) wants to look at ourselves and go oh you're not good enough you need to you need to put the work in or who out of us goes oh my guitar's not sounding great this week and uh, let's
1: get on the gear exchange (laughs) it's not even that though is it it's my guitar's not so oh this my playing isn't good enough let's hide it with a little bit more drive
0: <laughs> that's it yeah i'm i'm sure we are all guilty of that uh there's me you you're kind of your uh your arguments are uh very much rooted in the the kind of logical process that i'm i'm <laughs> i'm uh, pointing towards the emotional the emotional side of us and the, the human side of <laughs> Yeah, we could practice more, but like all of these
1: pebbles yeah. are nice. Just put a razor dead on it, then you won't be able to notice that you're not hitting everything perfectly.
0: Exactly that. Uh and you use views, viewers, listeners, whatever you are, uh tell us in the fret talk podcast who won this week. Uh I mean you can go with you can go with your head, you can go with logic. Or you can go with the the guy who's who's enabling you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we'd both would both be voting for me. Yeah, uh, I'd they, like pedals, pedals. <laughs> yeah, pedals
1: are good. <laughs> um, One pedal is good. Twenty pedals is much better.
0: That's it. M- my tone is much better. I, I put that uh, put that comment on uh, on our friend Andrew's um, post today, where we had two fab tone Dan electro distortions or whatever they are yeah <laughs> sounds like if if one makes your guitar sound fab <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah two makes uh, it sound fabric <laughs> well that's it yeah fab fab yeah it's definitely a words in which language who knows um so we, yeah we had we had some kind of last minute questions one of which from one of our patronizers mr everything joseph joe uh joe richardson um which is quite a quite a cool quandary and, and a, a really cool one to end us on this week uh, so um guitar manufacturer or sorry a guitar pedal manufacturer makes um makes a pedal he makes or she makes um they make a mass produced version and they make like a more boutique and hand handmade version and they come at exactly the same price. Uh,
1: which one do you buy? And why? I I, th- I think there is an element of heart and head in this again. Because I think a lot of people would go, well, we buy the hand-wired one. And because it's boutique and because we've been taught that hand-wired is always better. And it probably would sound a bit different. And it probably would be a better thing but i think if you're logically thinking about it and if you're regularly going to be using this there's more chance of something going wrong with a hand-wired one than there is with a printed circuit board one i would guess um yeah i mean it depends depending on how it's done yeah it depends
0: how the how it's it's mass-produced usually when uh when pedals are mass-produced they do everything in a uh, in a kind of modular way, where if um, if anything goes wrong in the circuit, you can literally pull the entire circuit out of the at um, the enclosure. Whereas boutique manufacturers tend to do it in in little sections where certain components will will require to be desoldered from the um, from the circuit to be able to repair and whatnot. Um, yeah i think I'd think I'd probably go for your your thought process of it where we we almost have been brainwashed as a um as a society of or as a community even that that hand wired always means better uh, and if i think to like some of my favorite pedals that i've that i own they are they are made by uh boutique uh, boutique makers like the ones yep. that put the smile on my face i mean this this giant silver sparkly range master here there is no way that i can plug that in without without putting a smile on my face it's it's the the hello sailor um royal marine range master this one um and it's it's big it's it, i mean in terms of like Pedal board real estate, this is this is too much. Um but I don't care. I don't I honestly don't care. It's it's yeah. bold, it's big, it's in your face, and it it makes everything sound one better. Um, yeah, if if there was a mass-produced version which was smaller and slightly more sterile and whatnot. I'd probably still go for the big one, um, because you're getting the same kind of thing with, uh, with a bit of the personality of the person who's who's making it, uh, behind it. You're getting that, that kind of the the feel behind, um, behind the 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 character who's. Who's putting their self into these pedals, whereas the mass produced one, for better or worse, they're they're pretty much aside from part tolerances, going to be exactly the same time and time and time and time and time again. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are there are uh, certain manufacturers who kind of straddle that line, and I'm thinking like Tatefx, uh, Tatefx, and Thorpey as well. Who, yeah, theirs are by Look, like there's there's no way that you couldn't class them as boutique pedals because they are they are manufactured by uh, either Stuart or by Adrian and his wife. Handmade in their in their respective workshops. Yep. Um the but the the products are made in a way where it's like a like a batch production, isn't it? So all of all of them are Uniform all of them Look the same They will You you buy One uh, You buy one raise the dead One week If you buy one the next month You'll get the exact same product Because they are They are made in that that Very precise Military style Almost Like military precision way um, Yeah yeah, so I mean, there are the companies that do both, or, or or do like a marriage of the two, but then you you get like these Chinese companies who pump out hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of the same thing, and uh, you you sometimes find as well. I I've not had it myself, but where you you might buy a certain Chinese company's pedal. um and it arrives and it's not working and then you you message their customer service and they go okay we'll send you out another one and it's almost like that, that original one is discounted they go don't worry about it don't if it's not working it's not working we'll just send you out another one
1: uh it's crazy crazy it's a bit of a wasteful society way of doing it but like they, they assume that they, they're they going to have the odd defect, whereas I think what you're trying to get at is if if Adrian or Stuart had one of those issues or if any of the other kind of boutique manufacturers, if you said to them, my pedal isn't working, they might send you a replacement. They'd also tell you to send that one back so they can work out what had gone wrong.
0: Yeah, and um, I think... Um, I think... I know that Stuart definitely does this. With each and every one of his pedals, he meticulously test it before it goes out the door like he'll he'll put it on a um, a, 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 whatever they're called a waveform spectrum analyzer a spectro
1: spectrometer? (laughs)
0: let's go with that I was going to go spectrograph Um, but spectrometer yeah sure I've I've no idea I was guessing (laughs) a spectricizer that sounds like an 80s exercise machine doesn't it Uh, Really works out your spectros, is your muscular upper dorsamus muscles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we're getting to a point where the podcast needs to end. Uh, but yeah, so they they get meticulously tested before they leave the door, and the the failure rate on a on a tight effects pedal is infinitely minuscule in comparison to that of a like a. Completely automated, mass-produced pedal. Um, there are there are benefits and and pitfalls of the other, but I think for my money, I would still try and support the boutique guy because yeah, I think it it means more to those those chaps as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I hadn't thought of it, but like thinking about it more like that, where if, if if they're created by two different people and one is a giant company who are just mass producing and one is an individual builder who is using the same parts to hand make, I'd definitely go for the handmade one. Like if, if you just, rather than thinking about boutique being hand-wired with cables and stuff, and it might be that they've they've put it on the same type of circuit board that the mass produced one is, but they've they've done it by hand themselves. Yeah, you definitely go for one that somebody has touched rather than that has been done by a machine, because that person is going to put more care and attention into it than a machine can.
0: Yeah, and they're going to care if it it leaves the factory working, whereas the machine will just pump them out regardless yeah. of whether it's working or not. Um, I think that's a potentially a, a great place to end it. I think there's, there was one last question that. Uh, Joseph asked, which was, "Where were all the dick jokes?" And I think
1: he'll be he'll be okay with this week. I think we made we may have covered that earlier in the show.
0: There we go. Yeah, the one we bar action <laughs> just for you. <laughs> um, before we do wrap up the the podcast, our little shout out to the patronisers, the fret talketeers Uh, I'm sure we can come up with a name with them that's better than either of those things. That's for another day. Uh, So we've got um, Andrew Bimpson, we've got Doug Crist, we've got Adam Yeomans, we've got uh, Everything Joseph, and we've got Under Flute Guitar. Uh, I need to stop writing these down because I almost forgot. Uh, (laughs) So those are our our, um, Patreon supporters. But thank you, absolute, just massive thanks to you guys. You are uh, helping this podcast run. Uh, 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 Thanks extends to you. We also extend our thanks to the listeners for making it this far, um, because without you, there would be no podcast. Um, so if you want to catch us online, we run the Fret Talk podcast group, which is in Facebook groups. It is also in the show notes of this show, as it is with everyone. Uh, so you can just scroll down and just click on that. Um, if you want to catch me online, as mentioned a little bit earlier, I do the YouTube thing. I also do the Facebook thing and Twitter I think. So Facebook, Instagram, uh YouTube, Twitter. They are all slash budget pedal chap. <laughs> uh yeah. Uh, Twitter not so much. Uh, Twitter
1: literally just retweets your
0: Instagram. Yeah, it yeah, it just it copies and it doesn't even do it well. It copies like the first Certain amount of characters, and doesn't because
1: it's limited to characters, whereas Instagram isn't.
0: Yeah, so yeah, if you if you really want some some decent content, make sure you're part of my Instagram. Make sure you're part of my YouTube channel, Uh, because to be fair, the Facebook one just pretty much is a hub for it all. Um, and yeah, Twitter just mindlessly retweets what I've what I've got. Uh, from Instagram, Matt. You are heel underscore Matt Q at everything. Uh, yep. That's uh, so. Twitch, Twitter, to Instagram. Um, also Correct. part. Also part of the bookers podcast. Yep. Um, so yeah, if you like the graps, go check out Mister Mister Quine talking about the wrestling. And that seems like a perfect place to end us for this week. It does. So, from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal From Mr. Matt Quine. Say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Woo-hoo. It will be a tatty bye and good night for this week. To ride a bit. Bye.
1: Bye. Wave,
0: don't forget to wave. Waving, waving. I was looking at the, uh, looking at the the log recording meter where it's got our voices. I looked very briefly over to your picture of the Avengers that is behind you, <laughs> and f- for whatever reason, I saw Captain
1: America's shield as Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs>